Welcome to the tea show. Oh, thank you. I am your host, T, and tonight we're going to dive into the Two at Tea series where we talk about people who triumphed against all the odds. Can you guess who this is, Two at Tea? He was born on October 17, 1972, in St. Joseph, Missouri. He never knew his father as he abandoned the family when he was still an infant. Despite his many attempts to contact his father during his childhood, they always went unanswered. Because of this, he was raised solely by his mother. She had difficulty holding down a job, so they moved frequently between Missouri and Detroit, Michigan, and spent a lot of time in public housing projects. I would change school two, three times a year, he recalled. That was probably the roughest part about it all. Moving from school to school, he had no close friends, kept almost entirely to himself, and was treated like an outcast. Beat up in the bathroom, beat up in the hallways, shoved into lockers, he remembered. He finally attended Lincoln High School in Warren, Michigan, but he failed the ninth grade three times. He then dropped out at the age of 17. Despite being raised poor and failing in academics, he loved language and spent time studying the dictionary and reading comic books. He channeled this passion combined with his childhood anger into the emerging world of hip-hop. He was especially taken with N.W.A., the popular and highly controversial gangster rap crew from Los Angeles. Rap at the time was almost exclusively produced by African Americans, but instead of feeling out of place as a Caucasian kid, he entered into the Detroit rap scene and became a frequent competitor in rap battles. He proved he was highly skilled in this verbal sparring and, despite his race, quickly became one of the most respected figures in Detroit's underground rap scene. He knew he finally found something he excelled at. During this time, he worked odd jobs to make ends meet while participating in rap battles. Simultaneously, he was desperately attempting to land a record contract, which was later dramatized in a semi-autobiographical film, 8 Mile. He began dating Kim Ann Scott, and in 1995, the couple had a daughter named Haley Jade Scott. Inspired by the birth of his daughter to make a true living as rapper, in 1996, he released his first independent rap album, Infinite. But the low-budget record failed to turn a profit or attract more than local attention despite displaying flashes of his verbal prowess, wit, and storytelling flair. Things soon started to change, though. He traveled to Los Angeles where he became a runner-up in the 1997 Rap Olympics MC battle. Dr. Dre listened to his cassette in the basement of executive Jimmy Lovine's home and was so impressed that he signed him to his Interscope Records label. In 1999, he released the Slim Shady LP, which went on to sell over 3 million copies and went multi-platinum, garnering him two Grammy Awards and four MTV Video Music Awards. His first single, My Name Is, combined a shocking combination of childlike humor with profanity that was truly new in rap. He married his girlfriend Kim later that same year. It was also the same year his mother filed a $10 million defamation lawsuit against him. He had been extremely critical of the way his mother raised him. His song lyrics have included accusations of his mother being addicted to prescription pills, as well as subjecting him to emotional and physical abuse. However, his mother has vehemently denied these allegations, and the case was settled for $25,000. We'll be right back after this short break. Now back to our story. 
In the year 2000, he released the Marshall Mathers LP, which was the fastest selling album in rap history with over 19 million copies sold worldwide and a Grammy Award for Best Rap Album. It also received a nomination for Album of the Year and is widely considered among the greatest rap albums of all time. In it, he displayed his poetic talent and emotional and artistic range from hysterical and heartbreaking to violent and self-critical. But the album was criticized for its excessive profanity, glorification of drugs and violence, and its apparent homophobia and misogyny. He defended this saying it was rough language he had heard as a child and even performed with Elton John in a Grammy duet to demonstrate his openness to the gay community. This same year, he divorced his wife, but they had a tumultuous on-and-off relationship thereafter. In 2001, he reconnected with several of his friends from the Detroit underground rap scene to form the group D12, recording an album called Devil's Night, featuring the popular single Purple Pills. In 2004, he went back to being a solo artist and released his album Encore, and he remarried his ex Kim just two years later, but they divorced again several months after that, which turned into an ugly and highly public custody dispute over their daughter Haley. He slipped into alcoholism and became addicted to sleeping pills and prescription painkillers. In December 2007, he overdosed and nearly died. If I would have got to the hospital two hours later... That would have been it, he said. By the following year, he had kicked his addiction and returned to recording music. He released his first album of new music in five years, Relapse, in 2009, featuring the singles Crack a Bottle and Beautiful. In 2010, he released Recovery, a Grammy-winning inspirational autobiographical album tackling his struggles with addiction and experience with rehab. The Marshall Mathers LP2 in 2013 that followed also garnered accolades. In 2014, he celebrated the 15th anniversary of his Shady Records label with a special two-CD set called Shady XV. The collection features the label's most popular songs as well as some new material. In October 2017, he made headlines for a freestyle segment taped for the BET Hip Hop Awards in which he criticized President Donald Trump. The artist later followed with his album's revival in 2017 and Kamikaze in 2018. The latter kicked off with Ringer, which featured him expressing more of his disdain for President Trump. After more than a decade, the rapper who appalled yet mesmerized the music world with his unbridled rage of younger years is evolving as a mature artist. I started learning how to not be so angry about things, learning how to count my blessings instead. By doing that, I'd become a happier person instead of all the self-loathing I was doing for a while, he said. The music, I wouldn't say it's gotten happier, but it's definitely more upbeat. I feel like myself again. Can you guess who this is to a T? This is controversial best-selling American rapper, record producer, and actor, Eminem. Thanks for listening. I am T, signing off until next weekend. In the meantime, always remember, you are a shining star. So always go after your dreams.